Legends of unknown and weird tales that featured stories of Conan the Barbarian and Fofford and the Grey Mouser and other swashbuckling heroes. What I had blundered into was the first great revival of interest in sword and sorcery, a subgenre of fantasy that had at that point lain fallow for decades, with almost all of the material in those anthologies and those old pulp magazines having been published in the 30s or 40s or even earlier about the time that stories that took place in distinct fantasy worlds instead of 17th century France or imaginary Central European countries began to precipitate out from the larger and older body of work about swashbuckling, sword-swinging adventurers written by authors such as Alexandre Dumas, Raphael Sabatini, Talbot Mundy, and Harold Lamb. After Edgar Rice Burroughs in A Princess of Mars and its many sequels sent adventurer John Carter to his own version of Mars called Barsoom to rescue princesses and have sword fights with giant four-armed tharks, a closely parallel form to sword and sorcery, sometimes called planetary romance or sword and planet stories developed, most prominently in the pages of pulp magazine Planet Stories between 1939 and 1955, with the two subgenres influences and even many of the same authors, including authors such as C.L. Moore and Lee Brackett, who were highly influential in both forms. The richly colored tales that made up Jack Vance's classic The Dying Earth, also published about then, were also technically science fiction but with their interdimensional intrusions, strange creatures and mages who wielded what could either be looked at as magic or the highest of high technology, they could also function as fantasy as well. Probably not coincidentally, interest in sword and sorcery, which had faded over the wartime years and throughout the 50s, began to revive in the 60s, after the Mariner and Venera and other space probes were making it increasingly obvious that the rest of the solar system was incapable of supporting life as we knew it. No ferocious warriors to have sword fights with, or beautiful princesses in diaphanous gowns to romance. Nothing but airless balls of barren rock. From now on, if you wanted to tell those kinds of stories, you were going to have to do it in fantasy. Throughout the early 60s, sword and sorcery boomed with D.R. Benson, L. Sprague de Camp, and Leo Margulies mining the rich loads of unknown and weird tales magazines for other anthologies. Benson, an important figure in the development of modern fantasy, now sadly mostly forgotten, was the editor of Pyramid Books, and also mined the pages of unknown for classic fantasy novels such as de Camp, and Fletcher Pratt's The Incomplete Enchanter and The Castle of Iron to reprint. Collections of the original Conan stories being reissued, new Conan stories and novels being produced by other hands, Michael Moorcock producing his hugely popular stories and novels about Elric of Melnebonet, which have continued to the present day, and obvious imitations of Conan such as John Jakes's Brack the Barbarian stories being turned out. At about this time, Sele Goldsmith, the editor of Amazing and Fantastic magazines, began to coax Fritz Leiber out of semi-retirement and got him to write new Fofford and the Grey Mouser stories for Fantastic, which, once I noticed that, induced me to begin regularly picking a genre magazine up off the newsstands for the first time. 
which in turn induced me to begin buying science fiction magazines such as Amazing, Galaxy, and Worlds of If, which means that, ironically, although I'd later become associated with science fiction and would edit the science fiction magazine myself, I came to them first because I was looking for more Fawford and the Grey Mouser stories in the pages of a fantasy magazine. Although, to be fair, I was, at the same time, reading science fiction such as the Robert A. Heinlein and Andre Norton Juveniles, and stuff such as Hal Clement's Cycle of Fire, and, also published by Pyramid Books, Mission of Gravity. Then came J.R.R. Tolkien. J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings trilogy is often cited these days as having single-handedly created the modern fantasy genre. But while it is certainly hard to overestimate Tolkien's influence, almost every...